0: What is going on, everybody? This is Steve here, and this week we bring you The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. And fair warning, we drop a lot of F-bombs. We didn't give a single F this episode. Mark writes in a very entertaining way. You can tell he doesn't give an F, and it's just very entertaining, and the stories he puts in there really drive home his message and it's really cool. It's not really don't give an F about anything ever and don't care what anybody thinks. It's actually, we just give too many And we have to choose wisely what we care about. So really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hopefully you bear with us. It was a lot of fun and I think you definitely will get a lot out of this. He goes all the way from just what you say to what other people say about you all the way down to existential topics. So I think you will truly get a lot out of this one. Enjoy.
1: What's up, guys? Welcome to the Books to Business podcast. A little bit of controversy coming your way today.
2: Yeah, we're going to say the F word a lot, so if you uh, are offended, I suggest you either tune out or...
1: Or what do you give?
2: I don't give a fuck about (laughs) whatever the fuck we're going to be talking about, because this book is about the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Um, It's kind of refreshing, actually. Because I used to give a fuck about saying that word, now I really don't. Now... You give none. Zero. (laughs) Right.
1: That was such a good book. How to approach to living a good life. Yeah. My second time through it. I don't know if it's just more relevant this
2: time or what, but I I really I thoroughly enjoyed it. You liked it?
1: I did, yeah.
2: Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was surprised. I was surprised. I thought it was a novel, uh, a novel title that got a lot of attention. But there's a lot of legitimate points in here.
1: It, do, it seems like a marketing ploy, doesn't it? But it there, the <laughs> that, that, there's a lot of substance in there. Yeah, because I thought they were pulling
2: <clears> a, <throat> a potential cognitive bias on me. So anytime I see that, I get my antennas go up and say, that's probably a horseshit uh, book. And there's no ideas in there for me. So I didn't read it. It hasn't been on the bestseller list a long time. Yeah. Uh,
1: in fact, I yeah, think you just came out with a new one, right?
2: How to unfuck yourself? Something like, <laughs> Something like that. Sorry, um, mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the, the main idea is it's, it's almost not as, I mean, it is what it sounds like, but it's also not because it's not saying like stop caring. He's just mm-hmm. saying, to quote him, I think, you know, be better at choosing what you give a fuck about. That was a point right and so the whole thing is about kind of it's not like he's advocating oh don't care anymore because that's never a winning mentality but it's like choose the things because life is so short yeah you know to, to, to really hone in on what matters
2: right. Yeah, because you can't give a fuck about everything and be happy. It's impossible. Right. That's one of the big ideas that comes right out of it. And I thought it was kind of, a, a again, when I was reading the book initially, I was like, oh, it's just kind of a spoof, this whole entire book. But the early on of the book is more isn't always better. The the big race that everybody's in to have the most, the best-looking person that made the most money, that has the best lifestyle, that has the best-looking girlfriend, that is the most popular and gets all the all the attention on social media is unrealistically ridiculous bullshit. I know. <laughs> right? Like, you can give a shit about a few things, but you don't have to want to do all those things. It just creates toxicity and uh, angst. Right. Right? And that's, yeah,
1: like, so much of the stuff that we care about is just, uh, like, in our, our institutions and, like, the stuff that's marketed to us in the corporate world, like, it's the stuff. He said... Um, social media solved economic problems and in the process created new psychological ones. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, which yeah. is, I mean, you feel it every day.
2: Well, so, so do the doctor's offices. They're loaded up with uh, people standing in line to get medicated. Right. Uh, to, go to, to relieve all these problems, but all of which, what if it all just related back to you're giving too much attention and, and emphasis to things that really aren't as important as you really think about. Right. At the end.
1: Or aren't the right metric. Right? right they're just not real like all the stuff people are depressed about seeing all these awesome things on social it's like everyone's full of shit <laughs>
2: no. so
1: it's not even that you're setting yourself up to lose
2: and they're, and they're taking pills too you know <laughs> yeah. they're 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 messed up too that's one of the issues
1: right right
2: like everybody thinks in good shape are the disasters um He's, people that are usually real happy don't really hear much about it. they don't want to let their secret out yeah <laughs> I agree with that by the way. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. You know,
1: anyone that needs to scream I'm happy or I'm rich or I'm whatever, they're usually not.
2: It's to say those that you think have don't. Those that you think will won't. And pretty much what you think it is is almost never what it really is. Mm. There's a lot of a lot of facade here. And it's not very difficult to to create an illusion f- for a happy life. Um, and which which creates a lot of desire for others to want to be like that. So you could very well give a fuck about things that aren't even real they're just an illusion
1: that's the point yeah it's like crazy
2: the, the patopkin village right remember i told you the story about Catherine the great she wanted to make the illusion that russia was this amazing place and she put all these dignitaries on a boat and they sailed down russia and they're looking at all these perfect villages with kids playing in these beautiful towns it was just a, a fake structure and when the boat passed by it was all taken down it was a, just a frame. A, there. A, yeah, it was just a storefront. It wasn't even a real building, and they, they'd set another build, uh, village up. It's a fake. It's a fugazi. You know many people I know, <laughs> the people I know like is that are like that the word, fugazi? Yeah, yeah. it's a fugazi.
1: In the, um, in, in the internet world where it's like they're they're exceptional at selling themselves, but nothing else, and when you pull the hood back, it's really astounding. It's like, what are you... Right, right. this Tomkin Village
2: Totally, yeah the, the bag of air they call it The famous thing There's nothing really there Until you open it up And you finally get in there It's empty There's, no, there's nothing in there yeah. it's, it's a, And then everyone cares about it so much They talk about it And they don't want They also give a fuck about Being made look like an idiot So they start to lie about the result Which is going to ripple Into someone else's life mm. It's a vicious uh, negative feedback loop What are the, what are the things We are talking about That people are getting anxiety over the most oh, the common, common ones? Yeah. Yeah, they're up here. I was, like, I was like, this is what everybody cares about, right? Read them off there.
0: Got stress at work. These are the top external factors causing anxiety. Work, school, personal relationships such as marriage, financial stress, emotional trauma, serious medical illness, and even side effects of medication. Interesting.
2: Yeah, I don't care about any of those anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the book will tell you. Uh, no, seriously, you know, caring about work.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean. Why are you wearing? A, why are you wearing that coat? You got like a a, a parka on today not a for, coat. for I'm cold in South Florida. <laughs> I had a rough weekend. I'm a little. My body's
1: on the on the on the on the mend. Yeah.
2: Well, you did okay.
1: I'm
0: okay. You're
2: out there. You're out there <laughs> expressing right. yourself, not giving a fuck about anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. you <Taking> four days. <laughs> um,
0: One thing I love that he said. uh, Is this right here? It says the desire for a more positive experience is itself a negative experience, and paradoxically, the acceptance of one's negative experience is itself a positive experience. That was a really cool way to look at those things.
2: The the feedback loop, you're anxious. Then you're anxious. Then you don't really know what you're anxious about. So now you're anxious that you don't know what you're anx- anxious about. Right. <laughs> which creates another loop of anxiety. Which goes on forever. Yeah, pretty soon you don't even have any clue. So if you give less shit about anything, <laughs> you won't really have much left to give a shit about. Right. And ultimately, it'll come down to the real things in life that matter. And that's in the eye of the beholder. What did you think about
1: that? When he says like in that world, like when the, the act of saying I need to get better at something is in itself a negative thing. <laughs> right, why, yeah. Like, better at what? Yeah. Uh,
2: there's a, there's a, a principle in an old book I read called The Sandbox Principle, and it talks about how you're in someone else's sandbox, and if you are, you have to play by their rules. So when I was a kid, we had these sandbox, and I had one, and my buddy had one, and I had uh, army men. He had Vikings. We always had to play Vikings in his sandbox and army men in my sandbox. Mm. And I remember uh, reading later, years later, when, you know, when you're in someone else's sandbox, you got to play by their rules or go make your own sandbox. So this book's a lot about that, like swap it out. If you don't like the rules you're playing in or you don't feel they're worthy of your fucks, so to speak, dump them yeah. and go do something else. Yeah. And don't care about so many things that you have very little to care about in bulk. That's what I kind of got out of the book.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was a big part of it. And, and, and just not being stressed about getting there because the people that are quote unquote great at anything, they just, they're immersed in the process. It's right. a procedural thing. That was a big right. thing about that.
2: You and I follow a guy that seems to be about nothing but is everywhere.
1: Yeah, online. Yeah. Like
2: he's about nothing. He stands for nothing. he's always on the front line of. Uh, he's like America's house guest. He's like there at every demonstration. He's there at every every controversy. He's pretty much copying and pasting whatever's on the on the headlines from one of the news networks. Right. I was like, yeah, I can never cipher through. Like, what's this dude really stand for? Well, i what's he give a shit about?
1: Right. There's no ideological. There's no. But what I think what you have to look at is his ability to market. Like, I think that's the, I think about this a lot Mm because the guy's everywhere and literally there's zero under the hood. There's nothing there. None. Right. But it's like he can, that's a a valuable skill set to be able to market to tell a story, you know. Apparently he could sell cocaine to a nun. I mean, it looks like he's, Yeah. uh, he's just gets a message out there. (laughs) So.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty good at least. Knowing what people are about, like in in a very short thing. Like I can normally say, like you're a motivation, inspiration. My mind's about recreating myself. Steve's message is dunk and do anything. If you can dunk, you can do anything. Yeah. Like I cannot point one thing and I like this person is just creating in a Potomkin village. And and people give a fuck about that. That's the problem. Like they care. Like I wanna be like that. It's like you're gonna you'll be glam. like nothing. Like there's nothing there.
1: Right, right.
2: Like create your own your own stadium in your own sport with your own scoreboard, right? Your own metrics of success, like that.
1: Well, there's got to be something, and I think this is, I mean, he talks about that. Something that, um, how does he put it? He says, Choose, there's no way to avoid pain, you want to choose the right suffering, choose the right pain, yeah. choose the right problems. So yeah. you got to identify the things that you're passionate enough about to immerse yourself with the BS and the problems and the issues, mm. but continually want to get better because that's what, life is a trajectory, same thing with mastery in uh, whatever mm. whatever book that was in. Um, drive, yeah. Drive, the yeah. idea of mastery, it's like an endless pursuit and that's yeah. the fun, but that's where the value comes from. Right, you know, he think, actually mentions someone in here that's a lot like the the, the and I'll, you know, we're beating up this metaphorical person, but exactly like that, where he's just like, I'm fantastic, I'm great, I, and he's taking money from his uncles and he's doing all these things right. and he's in all these, but like, <laughs> where's the substance?
2: That was Jimmy, right? Yeah, Jimmy yeah, Jimmy. yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, His name was Jimmy. I know Jimmy. That guy's Jimmy. He was. I forgot about that. Yeah, exactly. he's Jimmy. I was more like the guy Butowski in the beginning of the book right is that the poet (laughs) right the book starts off this guy charles bukowski was a womanizer drinker gambler degenerate i was like wow my type of guy i already kind of like that dude and he ended up being he didn't give a shit and he was a he was a uh, in the post office he hated it and he started writing these nasty poems and nobody liked it then he finally said i really don't give a shit i don't like being a postman and so he became a poet and his poems became like amazing and on his gravestone, it says, don't try. That's amazing. It's basically, don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're still dead anyway. Right. That's the point. Work backwards from dead. And that's where you are to now. So you don't know how long that runway is. Well, if you work backwards from dead and dead was amazing, what you care about, now where are you today? Yeah. And make your way towards there, and give less fucks about things <laughs> that aren't in that path. That's yeah. the idea.
1: You know, we said that going through,
2: like, <laughs> what,
1: like, because I struggle with that. Like, there were a few times where, like, the don't try on the tombstone. He's like, he's like, you know, the if he calls it the the manson rule he's like anything that sh- goes against your identity or challenges it you'll struggle with yeah there are a lot of things in here that i'm like dude i don't like man this goes against everything that i work for like i don't know that i fully believe some of the, like when things get hard or like success isn't about it, it's about changing the metrics and not the goal and i'm like i get it but sometimes that's that is a cop-out you know because you you can change, like any, it's rationalization, right? So mm-hmm. the guy that got cut from the Beatles. Right. And he's like, you know, I'm not even mad because Stuart I, Sutcliffe, yeah. Uh, no, it was... Um,
2: Stuart Sutcliffe. His name was Stuart Sutcliffe. It, he was the lost Beatle. Um, was that best? Who was the lost Beatle? I thought it was Stuart Sutcliffe.
1: The, the drummer that got cut.
2: Oh, he got cut.
1: They, they let him out. There was like a Beatle. And they replaced him with Ringo.
2: There was a Beatle that, that got... Um, I thought his name was Stuart Sutcliffe, the, the guy that got... Oh, well, maybe I'm wrong. Anyway,
1: regardless, regardless. Um, but, you but know... He r-
2: claims he didn't care that he wasn't in the Beatles anymore.
1: He's like, yeah, things are just fantastic and, and you know, I, I have a... And, like, I get it. But it's just undoubtedly rationalization. So, like anything, it's a fine line, but you can always change the metric to say, oh, I'm a winner when I think about it. It's like, but there's got to be some objectivity.
2: The story goes, and the, the only reason I think it's Stuart Sutcliffe is I, I was fascinated by the story of him and Dave Mustaine... The drummer, the uh, the guitarist for Megadeth, they got th- kicked out of the big band that ended up being Metallica. So he got Dave Mustaine got kicked out of out of Metallica right before they hit it big. They just signed a record contract, and he got pissed. He he recruited the best musicians, and he ended up forming another band called Megadeth, yeah. which was probably the next best metal band. Pete Best. Pete Best. I'm gonna Google something too because I don't give a <laughs> fuck about your Pete Best. I, I know there's a guy named Stuart Little. Oh, that's, Stuart a Little. Mouse. that's a mouse. I, yeah, you know, I know what? I like, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he claimed he didn't. He claimed he didn't care about. He claimed he didn't care about that. I bet you there's a Beatle fanatic that's gonna get both of us a right. Both. I, of I'm a telling right. you, I'm not. The, this is something I put Stuart everything Chuck I own clip. into.
0: Bass guitar
2: with the Beatles. Yeah, oh, so he was also with the Beatles, but he left the Beatles. And, and George.
0: Dave Stewart left it, a friend of John Lynn's from Liverpool. Original bassist, upon conclusion, oh. he quit the group to concentrate on his art career. He's an
2: artist, yeah. Oh, interesting. It was two different people, two people left the Beatles.
0: But
1: don't try and make this like you're kind of right. No, bro. I'm totally right. <laughs>
2: Pete Best was. Smart. I actually did a little <laughs> <Pete> research. I'm <laughs> so like, you probably just rolled out of fucking bed to get here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: when, I, when I was
0: listening to it, when I was listening to it, I Googled them because I'm like, this is interesting. I've never heard about the guy. And I guess I don't know. So if it seems like uh, Sutcliffe left to focus on his art and Pete Best was, was fired. fired.
2: Oh, I see, I see. I see. I see.
0: So he was kicked out.
2: Yeah, it's not uncommon for bands to have a bunch of people in it.
1: Uh, a lot of them seem like little soap operas, don't they?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. But the, but the guy, Mustaine, just bitches constantly about getting thrown out of the band. I saw a couple of videos about it today that he... Was crying about it 25 years later. Yeah,
1: see, and, that's a ma- that's yeah, the other way. That's, that's too major. far yeah. the other direction. Like he'll never
2: let it go. Right. And now he'll be taunted and ho- haunted by the rest of it. By the I, rest I of
1: researched life. him too. He has a net worth of like 60 million.
2: I know. Yeah, he could care less about the money because he doesn't have the records. Right, right. Yeah. It's
1: interesting. Yeah. So interesting. That's like you
2: are with earbuds. Like you have to have the better earbuds than me. <laughs> That's I, have. Not true. <laughs> I have the I have the uh, ones that suck and you got the brand new ones.
1: They're actually
2: though, for Here's the record broke. they broke. Yeah, they're getting a little static. Um mm. I'm sure love. the Apple store just opened up, so thank God. It did? Yeah. We'll have to go back to talking without swears at the next episode, but this is kind of temporarily fun. <laughs> we'll this is how, how I talk This is how I talk <laughs> Pretty much every day anyway <laughs> We
1: might as well talk how we talk Yeah You know
2: Well it's our show right Steve's always the one that's like Come on guys Watch your mouth <laughs> <laughs> no. This
0: one This quote right here This is kind of what you're talking about But it's too good Who you are is defined But what By what you're willing to struggle for We've talked about that a lot That type of yeah. quote that, but by the way though that's not like something that can be overlooked like that's no, an incredible
1: yeah, yeah. thing you can't you can't avoid problems don't if that's the mentality you need to take a step back and, and
2: think, think about things differently i want to circle back to the metrics like, okay. your your point being is if you change the if you rationalize and say well i'm not it's not important to me like time on the bench is most important to me you know to speak to a you know an athlete that's not playing Right. Like, i choose not to records aren't for me i'm focused on bench time like i'm the best in the world at that I mean, I, I think that's an example of what you're trying to say, right? If what do you, you mean, bench? Just like, you're little. not playing, you suck. The coach isn't playing you.
1: Oh, oh, right?
2: oh. It's a pride thing, you right, mean? Yeah, or I'm trying to get the fewest amount of likes on my on my posts. Right. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> well
1: <laughs> they're, they're two different examples. I mean, they're right. two different extremes. Yeah. And, and tell me if I'm not answering your question directly. But the Megadeth guy, yeah, he needs to, to, to change his metrics mm-hmm. because he's done a lot, and you have to see the good compete best on the other hand ah i mean that's rationalization i mean i get it you want to you want to change so that you're finding some positive but to be like you know what like i don't know i don't want i don't want the implication to be that when things don't work out and you've tried a few times or bad things happen just completely change how you define success because it's easier to be like oh i'm a winner now
2: right right that's Uh all One, one instance might be categories of different things. Like when we started doing this, it was like, oh, we can be a, you know, a top 10 podcast, right? And the other ones, first of all, they're far, far ahead of us in just pure compounding of time. Mm. So it's hard, to, it's hard to be reasonable about oh, that. Oh, we're looking at the top 10. Right, yeah, okay, to, yeah, yeah, to punch into that, to that groove. Uh, so we, sp- we p- picked a category that we both enjoy that we would do whether or not we are top 10 or not. I mean, it's always nice to have what top 10 would be. In fact, we visualized what a success would look like for us, and it was a very acceptable, very exciting exercise. Yeah, that was fun, and it had nothing to do with it. Really, it had much to do with money as as it, as it did to, you know, to have good progress such that we can at least have these things uh, that would make us all feel good about it. So that was kind of a creating a stadium that made, that worked for us, yeah, uh, as opposed to just kind of um, creating a category that we would happen to be first in. Right, which which at one time was a entrepreneur podcast in Zambia. We were number one there for a couple of minutes. No, last that's year. the perfect <laughs> example. You know, yeah, you know exactly. What the, you know what the, 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 the irony is, we're not number one in Zambia anymore. It's like <laughs> Yeah. It's like we'll, we'll just like, change I'm it re, to We fell out of the we fell out of the, the charts in Zambia. I was like, What the fuck happened there? <laughs> Our goal is to be ranked in Tanzania. And when that happens <laughs> Was it Tanzania? Yeah. It was I Tanzania. Mean, <laughs> I was like, how the fuck we we were number one? I said, well, I should hope so. Yeah. And then like you got a notice the following week that we now falling out of the charts like <laughs> what's good. up with that Steve I'm working on it oh change your metric by all means <laughs> yeah. so you can't be accountable for your lack oh, of, so you
1: guys agree with me then yeah on that? oh yeah, yeah yeah of
2: course yeah I get that I like
1: anything it's like grain of salt like you know but fine line it was thing.
2: we were joking about it for a little while like hey let's do our show do it let's get on an airplane and do a show in Tanzania <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'd show up would be we think the airport would be packed full of fans uh, we're in 110 countries Probably more We got, now. A, we got 143 more? viewers. <laughs> they, I don't know. Maybe 111 if you count Chaz. <laughs> oh, 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 Ch- Talk about someone who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care. Good for them to some extent. A <laughs> bunch of stoners uh, sitting around a bonfire creating a country. Do you know the the Key West? I was in the Keys last weekend. The Keys did that, too. It was called the Conk Republic when... Uh, the cocaine issue was in the 70s. They closed the bridge off. With all the cocaine was coming by a car. From the, they were going from boat from South America into the Keys, and they were driving it over the bridge. To the, the, uh, the National Guard put a tank on the bridge, and the, all the stoners couldn't get their weed from, from up north, so they, they revolted and seceded from the country. Oh, they, my God. Yeah, it's called the Conk Republic. It's an awesome story, and that, went, that one only lasted a day, unfortunately, but it was a good idea, I guess. Talk about another group that it's just could care yeah. less. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, um, but the point being is, you can't care about everything because when you do, you have nothing left to care about in any relevant
1: way. Yeah, gotta be selective, right? Like you can only you only have so much of yourself to give. Let me see what else.
2: Giving a, a few fucks about giving fewer fucks about little things will give you more fucks to give about the big things. I like.
0: Yeah, I like when he yeah. said. Uh, you need to find something you give a fuck about More than the adver- adver- adversity you're going to face So like if you have a goal You give a fuck so, so For you might be like teaching people Or helping people out of poverty You care so much about that You give so much of such a strong fuck That all the adversity <laughs> Is right. less than that, than that fuck
2: Yeah and <laughs> people are drawn to people Who don't give a fuck They really are Yeah Authentic. It's, Because it's, it's, it's like relieving to see that finally Oh finally someone refreshing. says it Yeah To be able to say, yeah, this is the way I see it and I really don't give a shit because the way this world is, you can't say shit without getting pounded on with social media. So no one says anything. Like, I want to say a couple of things about some shit that's going on right now. Right? I just do. I went to school to be a police officer. Like, I know a lot of friends of mine that are police officers so the whole world's being judged at what a few bad policemen did. Uh, Not on the uh, millions and millions acts of kindness and heroism that many have done. Like, that's something that needs to be said. Mm. Um, not to say that I mean I need to po- post a, a country up about it, uh, but it's, it's it's worthy of being talked about. And in business now, you can't offend anybody, you can't disagree with anybody, or they'll they'll not hire you, or they won't put you on their project, and you get put put beside, and aside. Now everyone's just living that second life. Yeah, brands don't the bullshit do that. life. Yeah, and then the real life like that. Then you're getting a lot of uh, a lot of disconnect. That's a very healthy way to look at life. Uh, it'll also it'll get you out of situations that you're never going to thrive at anyway if you're more transparent. Isn't that more about what this is, transparency?
1: I think so, being honest with yourself, asking questions. No,
2: yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, th- 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 there was a whole section on that. I was say, yeah. That was transparency? That
0: and the, I was going to say the self-awareness onion. Do you guys remember that? Yeah. I really liked it. This is the three levels of self-awareness. It was great. Do a little recap, Steve. Sure. Um,
2: Without reading a full page <laughs>
0: Yeah so level one is <laughs> What the hell are you doing There's a lot of pain and suckage in life Over the last 30 days How many times have you struggled Felt lonely Felt unproductive So basically ask yourself What the hell are you doing And then level two was What the hell are you feeling mm-hmm. So you, try to, you you acknowledge what you're doing Then what you're feeling And then level three would be uh, what, what the hell are your blind spots So why are you feeling those things And how do you Uncover them, basically. I love that.
2: It's kind of coaching 101, right? Because a lot of times people are at a certain level, and that's because of some problem, which is a pain, and the pain shows up as a feeling, and those feelings show up somewhere other than where the pain is. Like work problems show up at the dinner table, right? And they're not addressed. Yeah. yeah and then uh, home problems show up at work. And they show up. Yeah, that's good. That's good te- technique.
1: And it was like, what are, what are the problems? Because there's a lot of overlap, and so a lot of times that we do is, like for example, he was talking about self help gurus. Remember that? And he was like, yeah. uh, you You're know, throwing it, money at everything. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's a yeah. problem. Well, here's how to make you rich. And it's like, right. well, yeah, but the, why? Like, right. why? What will it solve? And there's values there that yeah. need to be looked at.
2: Coming from a guy that traveled a lot. Because I did that after I retired. I I went to 12 countries in the first year. And once I was there, I was like, oh, I think I want to leave. You spent some
1: time in Africa, didn't you?
2: I went to Africa. I went to Europe, uh, Scandinavia, Germany, France, uh, I mean, the Caribbean. And then after a while, I got there. First of all, I was either alone or with someone, uh, a buddy of mine. We were traveling a little bit. So it wasn't like it wasn't deep conversations, it wasn't meaningful experiences with people that you can continually. Visit on that memory. Mm -hmm. That's what travel is. It's a memory. If you've ever been anywhere, cool. We went to Cuba. Like, we talk about Cuba all the time. We've been a few places Cuba, the Caymans, Costa Rica, uh, Caribbean. Where else were we over? Columbia. Columbia over New Year's. Yeah, these are all experiences um, which require money in some cases, but not always. But everyone thinks, like, once once you've done that enough, it's not like life isn't just that. Right. Like, if you give that much about travel, Nothing else is available for anything else. Like you, you'd be gone all the time. You don't have any meaningful conversations, any meaningful relationships. You can't compound any ability if you're never around. Do you ever hear about those people that leave for a year? They just go from like place
1: to place to place I like but that, yeah. Does that interest you? Yeah. yeah,
2: I wouldn't mind doing that, but I want to do it with the people I care about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to be in a world where no one gives a fuck and they all want to go travel <laughs> no with No one's you. calling you. No yeah. one's, yeah you, know, you got to be able to afford it. you got to be able to be able to, to leave your life for a year. That's really hard a lot of times. It's not hard when you have little kids that you control, but when you get older, it gets harder. Imagine your parents and, you and your brother and sister leaving and going somewhere for a year. Uh, you could do it.
1: I could do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Your
2: mom and dad probably could take a sabbatical. That's what it's called. They call it a sabbatical. They just leave their... Most most businesses will let you do that.
1: They probably could.
2: If it's for like months. a good reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether I I don't give a fuck anymore is an adequate reason, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to hear you guys' take on this part of the book. I thought it was so interesting. Right. It's where he talks about uh, so you, a lot of people are afraid of like failing and doing these things, but they don't even really think about what if they had success and the success is so great that they have envisioned for themselves that it actually conflicts with their identity. So that actually stops them from going for it. And the quote that I really like that stood out to me the first time I read it was uh, his friend wanted to be an artist and he he was put his website together but he never launched it. He did all these things and he, he realized that his friend was uh, more afraid of being an artist nobody liked than being an artist nobody knew. And I thought that was extremely powerful because like you never think of that. You never think of like the fear of success, which is very interesting. Like a defense mechanism.
1: Everything's fear, isn't it? It's like the underlying
2: all um. well, those fear of the things Steve put up there earlier, right? Relationships, work. Uh, yeah. Stress. The real fear should be Starving to death, running out of money. What else? Getting killed?
1: You could probably make an argument that Real that's, that's a layer of the onion. Like, if you right. pull that back, that's ultimately deep down in the in the lizard brain what we're scared about, you know? It's yeah. like masked as social approval. That's got to be correlated to death somewhere in there. Well, that's Maslow's
2: hierarchy of need, that's the five things. The first one is survival. Then there's some element of safety and survival they're basically the first and then you have uh, belonging Mm -hmm. uh, family and then you got some belonging then you got what's called esteem which is just to feel good about yourself and then the last one self-actualization I just heard this when I was bouncing around looking at this book it was usually discovered through some form of massive trauma and pain and that's that's like his immortality project it's like he's almost on the brink of the unthinkable and then finally you didn't die or you didn't fail, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever hell was for you, and then you created the self-actualization definition in your brain. Like uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, the suffering, the captivity had a meaning well beyond the actual experience, and it became a defining moment. His self-actualization was that defining moment of suffering. To give a fuck about something worthy. Of giving a fuck about. <laughs> <Seriously>.
0: uh, <laughs> talk, talk about the stories from the book. What was the question you asked? Uh, I just brought up like the how it was. I thought it was so fascinating about people are afraid of the success. Uh, and that actually holds them oh, back. The yeah, the artist. He didn't want to be someone nobody liked. Yeah, because he called that the Manson. The Manson oh, role.
2: Picasso is one of the stories. Picasso's in a cafe doodling on a. He's yeah i do- was doodling nice. on a napkin and he's writing this ma- amazing piece of art he's in his 80s or 90s and then he he'd he take it at the end he just crumpled it up was going to throw it in the garbage and the lady goes i'll buy that from you and he says well that's fine that'll be twenty thousand dollars." kind of a kind of a dick move just give her the <laughs> napkin you know the point of the story was um that because he didn't give a shit about what anybody else thought he was still creating amazing art right you know, once you start trying to it, it almost like the, to speak to the uh, the art um, paradox where you're doing your art, the most greatest form of expression comes in the, that. And when you're being paid to do art, it's not as good. It's to the eye adequate, but it's not as expressive as regular art. Mm. And you get that when you create art for someone else versus. Yeah, it's for not regular. as good as your own stuff. That's oh. it's from the heart. I agree. It never will be and it shouldn't be.
1: That story's funny because we keep hearing it, you the know? also castle story? Yeah, but in different... Con- wasn't it Van Gogh one? No, Michelangelo with the painting. It's like, you know, but it'll only take you X amount of time. No, it's taken me my whole life to get here. I've I've heard that
0: uh, a bunch of times. What stories were you thinking about, Steve?
2: Because you um, always ask the question that we don't know the answer to. <laughs> no, the one with stupid. his
0: friend, like when he learned about his friend, how that sent him onto a whole new life path. Remember his, his buddy
2: f- jumped off the cliff. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know if he... On purpose, though, but...
2: Uh, he, he jumped, it was, it was a dare jump and he couldn't, he, he wasn't a strong swimmer and it was dark off and because of the cliffs, think they, were they couldn't, they, they heard him screaming, but they couldn't figure out where he was and he drowned, but he saw his friend up on the way up the hill and he was going down the hill and then he came back and his friend died. So he, he had a dream about his friend that visited him and his friend asked him, was like, why are you, why are you afraid of dying? Cause you're definitely... Afraid of living Right Right
1: Yeah it was a turning point Yeah um, I never got around to entry I, mean, I just I love the question Yeah And it's just important Like I've written a lot about it So When it comes to identity Like the idea of I, I always go to actors and maybe you've heard the video or you've heard me talk about it, the shoes you wear. Uh, mm-hmm. Edward Norton had a, uh, a talk where he said, everything starts with the shoes cause it's how you feel. So you put on your, you've clown shoes. There's no way you'll walk out and feel like a, like a ladies man. Right. For example, <laughs> so she's talking about like everything starts with the shoes you wear, how you build your identity or like the idea of, even though you work from home, don't take important calls in your boxers, get dressed. Like oh, look, um, and it's, it's, how you identify directly correlates to the action oh, that's that, interesting. that yeah yeah and so he touched on that p- perfectly i mean was one uh, uh sort I, of confirmation bias you know but i i love yeah. the topic
2: i always stand up when i'm taking an important call you do i always do yeah i always stand up even when i was in my office i'd stand up i don't know why
0: i, I pace. a lot of times i talk it? i pace like i walk back and forth it's hard for me to sit
2: yeah you walk her a lot
0: and <laughs> hey, i think that was actually uh on the podcast, I remember you saying that season one or two really early on. Yeah. That's cool.
1: Oh, that's right. We did a clip of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's way back. The shoes. The shoes you wear. But I remember in, in high school because like I had a lot of interests. I love sports, but mm-hmm. I also liked writing music and I was in a band with my friends and I loved doing that, but they don't, two different friend groups, two different everything. And yeah. I'm like trying to make them mesh and I remember thinking, well, what am I? Right? And, and like it's, I don't know. He talks about it in terms of the account account, accounting guy that uh, accountant that paints. And it's the same thing. It's like, it's so important to know who you are. And I don't know if that's for better or worse. He talks about certainly being like adaptable with that definition.
2: Because um, you're also an athlete, right? You're a college athlete. You're a musician. Then you have this thing, whatever you call it, what you do now. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. Expression YouTube type thing. That's kind of created. Yeah, because you got to pick something um it feels like that doesn't it do. yeah, yeah i think it yeah. do that's why the, that's why uh Stuart Sutcliffe left the beatles yeah. he'd left perfectly good band that he'd left on his own and they begged him to come back that's what i thought the story was but he was an artist he was a visual artist he's the one who gave him the name oh and really? the costumes yeah he was like the art like uh george harrison said he was the artistic director of the band I studied him for an hour today and he wasn't even in the book.
1: <laughs> that's why some,
2: from? I was talking to some lady in the pool about it. Oh, she really? was like fascinated. I said, like, I know oh, <laughs> and I told her good. about Dave Mustaine from the from Megadeth and she was like that guy really should let it go. I was like, yeah, we're in the pool. Yeah.
1: I don't think we fully told that story. I, I'm, let me give like a 10-minute overview on that real 10 quick. Minutes. Ten, se- ten, seconds, <laughs> oh, 10 minutes? 10 seconds, 10 Yeah, buckle up, boys. Okay, <laughs> okay Steve. Okay, Steve. <laughs> <Can't
0: get back laughs> Chapter
1: <chip>. five, page. <laughs> Um No, it's basically, he's just comparing, contrasting two things. So there was a guitarist in Metallica, obviously one of the biggest bands in the world. Right, and they cut this guitarist. They said, "We don't want you in here anymore. Sorry, we just don't." He didn't do anything wrong. Felt terrible, but it motivated him to start a band called Megadeth, that sold tens of millions of yeah. you know um, uh, of records worldwide. And like I said, I, I we poked around on his history, and he's got a substantial net worth, and he writes important songs for other. But he's just an incredible guy. But he always feels inadequate. Yeah. Whereas the Beatles let go their drummer and he had no real commercial success after that, but he's, you know, he's happier now and redefined his metrics and isn't defined by
2: his previous misfortunes.
1: So that's, I just want to make sure. He was was... the only
2: one that, I mean, I don't know whether or not any of them lived good lives. I mean, I think two or three of them are dead, Um, but the the author represents that he arguably lived the happiest life. He had a family, very stable yeah. you know, A lot of pressure. Money brings on a lot of bullshit. Mm. Right? Uh, that's very, very interesting. A lot interesting. of complication. There's yeah.
0: some kind of bias there because when he was with uh, Metallica, was the big one, right? Yeah. The one yeah. That he, yeah. When he was with them, he wasn't trying to beat anybody. He was just trying to be a great band. But then as soon as he left, he had it in his mind I got to beat Metallica. So no matter what he did, if he was behind, yeah. <laughs> it's super interesting. That <laughs> he,
2: was, he was drunk. That's why they fired him. Oh, is that why? <laughs> yeah, one? yeah. He woke up and the three of them were in the room with a bus ticket. I, I just saw the interview. And then uh, he said he, he got drunk because he he, liked, he let his dog into one of the shows and the dog uh, put his paws on one of the guy's cars and he kicked the dog. And they got in a big fight about it, so he got drunk and got thrown out of, the show, out of the band. Wow. Then he's like, dude, no second chance? Like, don't I get a second chance? And they go, nope, here's your bus ticket. Beat it. Wow. He tells You know what he does? This guy does a hell of a good job. He told that story in an in a order that was very um, climactic because he didn't tell he didn't he they said I this agree. guy got kicked out of a band they didn't tell him the band was metallica he started another band that ended up selling 50 million records called megadeth and everyone's like wow what a great story and he goes well the band he got kicked yeah. out of was metallica <laughs> yeah, <that> was <laughs> so a, not so great. great so he also told a story about how he get called into the principal's office at 13 and the principal's like where's your where's your drugs and he's like i don't have drugs and you know he's playing it all cool but he's nervous and anxious about it And he goes through this long story and he's finally about ready to let the guy go and the drugs fall out or something. (laughs) He had the drugs all the while. I didn't didn't see that coming.
0: Yeah. He's He's a great storyteller.
2: He is. Yeah, he's a good storyteller. Yeah.
0: One more thing I was going to bring up was uh, the action, inspiration, then motivation. Like you don't get motivation and then you take action. You take action and then the motivation comes. Yeah. That that was a really cool point. I like that. Or or it's
1: an either or type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Motion creates things. Things in motion create things happening, good and bad, but all all of which is something to do.
1: Yeah. A lot of good comes from simply moving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do something a little bit different on my YouTube channel this week, and I'm just overthinking, overthinking. I've asked Steve about, like, you know, some thoughts, some ideas, and uh, it's like the only way to do it is just to start rolling the camera. You know, you kind of figure it out along the way.
2: Yeah. You know. Yeah. We'll see if people get pissed off. We swore. At least a hundred times In this oh, show I doubt it I, doubt I can't it. imagine There's always someone we, You know We have authority here We have a New York Times Best selling author That's apparently What people want to hear Why bother with uh, Arguing with the With the rating services There are people Every time I put out Content about Taking control <clears> of your
1: life That say You know That scream at me And say Jesus is control And stuff so, I mean like There's literally There's literally No perfect Yeah You know You can't You can't make everyone happy
2: and we did the character last week. I my uh, we posted a character looking out the door. There was a train. There was, you know, the train was inside of a of a of a rock wall. One guy was looking at the rock wall with a bad look on his face, and the other character was looking out at the. Oh right, yeah. You know, at the uh, river and stuff. The riverway in the in the in the meadow and smiling. And it's about you know you become you are what you focus on. And people bitch about like <laughs> oh you have money. That's the reason. I was like that's not the reason. <laughs> It's just you legitimately can choose what to give a fuck about. Yeah. I don't want to look at the wall. I'll look at the deer. <laughs> that's my choice, man. It's my stadium. I can do whatever I want. That's my scoreboard.
1: Speaking of, because that's such an important topic, fault versus responsibility, right? So like you're talking about the guy looking out and seeing the positivity or mm-hmm. the gal. Um, things happen right. to you in life that are not your fault, yeah right like the the guy's father or the the guy's son tragically dying in an accident like it's just tragic and it's mm. not his fault, but it's always your responsibility. It falls to your feet to take those pieces and figure out how to best recreate the story
2: yeah, yeah I think that was the chapter that they introduced the uh the the Beetle drum so. yeah, yeah that was it you know, it wasn't you know it was it was his fault or whatever. And it was his responsibility to turn it into something. What the meaning is in the in the issue? You'll yeah. be judged on how you be, how you react to things like that in your whole life. If you yeah. if if you be if you give a fuck about what you're judged about, if you don't give a fuck about what you're judged about, you got a whole better set of issues.
1: Yeah, you got to learn. There are only a few opinions in your life that are that warrant your attention and concern. Right, mm-hmm. people you trust around you, your family. Um, it's like who who cares. Yeah, you know,
0: let the choir sing. What do you think, boys? What else you got, Steve? Well, that's it. I think we could sum it up with this quote: "Not giving a fuck does not mean being indifferent. It means being comfortable with being different." Be yourself. Oh, you want to hit him up with next week's book? Love it.
2: On Target Living by Chris Johnson. We have the book. Really? It's over I'll hide there.
0: You on the table. I'll Grab it. Thanks.
2: Yeah, this would be cool. This is a little
1: different. It's like health and fitness. We haven't, uh, haven't done much there yet.
2: Well, by design, we don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hand it to you.
0: You can just keep
2: them. Huh? All right, we got On Target Living by Chris Johnson. A little different change of pace from a, from a pure business sense, but there's nothing more than living a life of balanced energy and vitality. So, he has some technology on how to do that and do it well. We're excited. We're going to be interviewing this week. I'm excited about this. This
1: is a hole in my life that I'm trying to improve upon. Yeah,
2: I told him timing's good. Yeah, it's very good. You got to reload.
1: Yeah. So, cool. All All right. Have a good week, guys.